What these two months has equipped property consultants, property agents like us is we are being forced to change. If you don't change, you'll be lagging behind and you'll be you know, out of the market in due time. So the, the, the time actually forces a lot of people to adjust themselves to the online channel. Yeah. And, and But what, what, what I'm afraid of is that a lot of them after this, they will go back to the norm and they were like, uh, since I can do physical viewing, let's eliminate the total virtual situation, which my prediction is it will never go away. Yeah. It, it, it will be part of us for centuries to come. One of the other aspects is consumers are, used, are getting used to it as well. I think that is the most yes. magical, rewarding part that I saw. I mean, yes. for the longest time, they have been like, no, 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 but this forces them to like, I need this, I want this. So it yes. makes everything changes. What I realized is a lot of families in Singapore, uh, or even investors, there, there's very little knowledge about real estate that they, they know. Yeah. And yet, a property is the biggest ticket item. Yes. potentially buy in our whole life but yet we have so little knowledge on it you've probably heard that your story is your brand so how can ordinary entrepreneurs and salespeople like you and me tell our stories in a way that cuts through all the noises in this overcrowded social media world and reach the audience that we want join me as I break down storytelling secrets that have helped me achieve over 8 figures in revenue as well as interviewing some of Asia's most prominent names and rising stars to uncover their stories I hope this show will inspire you to be more vulnerable and share your story to the world because your mess is your message. My name is Gabriel Wong and welcome to the Story Impact Show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Story Impact Show, a show where we dive into the story of successful entrepreneurs, business owners, high performers, so we can discover what they are doing to be at the top. As usual, if you like my content so far, please help me to smash the like button and to subscribe to my channel as this will help us with the algorithm of reaching out to more people. We're also picking two random lucky winners uh, from our comments uh, and we're going to give them this free copy of the Traffic Seekers book. Now, we're going to pay for everything, even including the shipping. This is a book that is going to show you how you can get unlimited amount of traffic, leads and customers into your website and into your funnel. So go ahead and comment whatever you've learned at the end of the video and we will pick two lucky winners every single week. My guest today, together with his partner, has been one of the most consistent top producers in the Singapore property market. But here's the real reason why I've invited him on the show. Despite the recent coronavirus where it causes the circuit breaker and there was no home viewing allowed in Singapore, they were still able to consistently close deals and crush it in the property market. And I personally believe that is because they have a winning mindset. I want this episode to inspire you that whatever situation that you are going through, even in this crisis, that you can turn any crisis into an opportunity if you have the right mindset. So please help me welcome Edmund Tan. Okay, so we are live. Uh, thank you everyone for joining in. Welcome to another episode of Story Impact Show. And today I have with me a very, very good friend of mine. In fact, he's also one of our clients uh, and his name is Edmund. Edmund, can you just say hi to everyone? Hi to the viewers out there. Hi everyone. Thank you, Gabriel, for inviting me on this show. Yeah, so awesome. So today, right, um, I, I just want to cut to the chase because the reason why I brought uh, Edmund on, right, because over the past few months, we were facing this whole circuit breaker. We were facing this uh, lockdown in Singapore. And 
you know, Edmund, you are, uh, you, you are in a property space, right? You're a property agent. And what happened is that during this period, you know, even though we are already over, we are in phase two, you know, people can start doing a house visit and everything, home viewing and everything. But back then, it wasn't possible. For how long? How long was it? You guys cannot uh, do any. Two months. Two months. Two months, About right? Two months. Yeah. <laughs> right. So two full months of no home viewing, nothing, and just staying at home, right? And I think that is devastating to the industry by itself. Uh, I believe during this period, a lot of people quit, a lot of people uh, left to do other kind of, try to find other sources of income. But mm. what was interesting was that you guys didn't like, look for other sources of income, didn't switch career or whatever. You guys actually went on, when everyone is saying no, it cannot be done, you guys actually said yes. Yeah. And you, know, you told me that you guys actually closed deals, even during the circuit breaker when, when, when you guys can do no home viewing. So I want to talk a bit about about that, like, what is your reaction when, when Circuit Breaker was announced, when there was no more home viewing, like, when, mm. when that happened, right? What were you guys, what was going through your head and, and how do you feel about it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when Circuit Breaker hits, um, especially our industry, you know, traditionally, it has always been a face-to-face meetup, you know, during our consultations or even during the viewings, you have to see your client, right? Yeah. Uh, be it a seller or buyer or investor. So when Circuit Breaker came in, it's like, you, you can't meet the person face-to-face. It's kind of a little bit weird, a little bit odd that, uh, okay, so how should we actually progress with our business? Uh, to be true, um, the, the reality sets in actually immediately when, even before COVID happened. Mm. You know, when we see the news about what happened overseas, you know, they have more cases than us. Mm. Uh, that already kind of is a, is a hint and a trigger point for us to like, okay, should we get prepared? Should we get prepared if this really comes into Singapore and we don't know, know how severe it is? Mm. I think the last straw was when Malaysia was having their MCO. Yep. You know, and you know that when that happens, Singapore is only a matter of time. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we, we kind of get ourselves prepared for it. But at the same time, uh, we also don't want it to happen. Uh, touch wood, uh, you know, so things will go back as per normal. Yes. Uh, everything happy-go-lucky. Yeah, but so when the reality sets in, I, I, I guess um, one of the few things that we do first is uh, we actually calm ourselves down like, okay, this is not the end of the world. And this is just an obstacle. You know, yeah. in our business, we are all used to obstacles. But this is really a, a huge hammer down and then everything stops. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a huge hammer. It's a, a literally like the whole industry was kind of crushed for a while. Right, it was like shut down, total shut down, right? Yeah. So actually, when the news came out, right, the first couple of days, I mean, I have to be very, very honest. Yes, you yes. Know, uh, the, you know, uh, everybody was saying that, oh, life will still goes on as per normal. You can just continue to do your work. You know, but at the back of my mind, I was like, why would people still go for viewings, you yes. know, go online to just see and then just purchase or sell? You know, so I, would, I too also have that kind of, and judgment okay yeah. from the day one yeah you know and 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 of course there's a lot of people who are like they they, they stop for the the full two months you know but for us it took us a, a couple of days and then we were like okay this is this kind of sits in and sunken in right like okay this is really something happening mm. uh, so there are only two ways that you can do about it one you take a break mm. which of course uh for many of uh those who know in our trade is almost like a 24 7 business right you know, yeah. we, we, are, we are always busy, but yet we still want to find time for our own lifestyle. Yeah. So I was like, 
telling Sinjor like, shall we just uh, have a break? Lah? Why not? I mean, we were done quite a fair bit in the last two to three years. You know, yeah. now is a good time for us to kind of rejuvenate ourselves, you know, yeah. compose ourselves and see where we can go and plan. Yeah. But when the next couple of days, I was like, okay, I don't think this will last so short. So the, actually during MCO, which is happening in Malaysia, I already had this thought that if let's say things happen in Singapore, you know, it will not recover so quickly. Yeah. So I, I think that that sets us after the first couple of days of like gnawing, you know, like we are relaxing. Okay, why not let's take it a little bit slower down. And when the reality hits that, okay, this is actually bigger than than how we are seeing. Yes. You know, even though we have heard the news, I was like, okay, well, this is this is this is for real, man. It's not only just our business, our trade. What about our loved ones? You know, how can we still continue to provide for them? You know, what about our clients? You know, uh, they have a plan. Uh, they have a plan. They have a they 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 have a plan that they want to move forward with. Who's going to help them now? Yes, right. Like, like for example, if you, if you're gonna buy a house or you're gonna upgrade your house, right? Because you're planning a family or or whatever, you know. All these things still have to go on, right? Technically speaking, if you have a, I mean, I don't know if you have, you have, you have someone pregnant in the family, is the pregnancy is not going to stop, right? It's still going to continue to carry on, but yet uh, a lot of agents are just stopping, right? Because they say, hey, you know, you can't do any viewing anymore and everything. So you guys were thinking from the perspective of the client. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I mean, before Circuit Breaker, uh, we were already handling quite a fair bit of clients and uh, being our business model is a lot more advisory and consultation. So we are already in the midst of planning how they should react even in uh, a crisis like this, you know. So we cannot just say, oh, now circuit breaker, let's just stop, wait after it finish, and then we continue to plan. Mm. Uh, it's very unfair. Mm. You know, it's very unfair. I guess this is, a, this is not a massive change that we cannot uh, follow through. Mm. I guess with the, the adjustment, so when we put our clients in front of us, that even if we do not want to do anything, the clients will be in trouble. That's when we really wake up and say that, hey, we, we cannot let this go on for what, one month, two months, three months, we never know, right? Yeah. So we, we, we immediately went into action, reconnect with our clients to, to assure them that your plan still continues. There yeah. may be some delay, I have to be very honest, there'll be some delays, there'll be some restrictions here and there, but things will still continue. Yeah. I think that's very, very important in terms of the understanding. Wow. And uh, I, I guess when we had that switch, putting our clients first, you know, and immediately after that, uh, I told my, uh, we told ourselves like, okay, circuit breaker, I mean, I don't know whether uh, anyone will share with this with you, but I, we told ourselves that circuit breaker will last minimum nine months. Yeah. Wow. That is <laughs> so, 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 okay. So the two things I got from this, right? you guys put your client first. So rather than just thinking about yourself, you're thinking, okay, you have responsibility to your client, right? For their plans. And some of them already had certain plans they want to move forward. And instead of putting the plans aside, you guys have to think of other ways to help them to carry on the plan. Yeah. Okay. And of course, number two, you guys plan for the worst. Yeah. Plan for the worst, right. man. So I, I told myself nine months, yeah. you know, we may be, uh, not be able to do viewing, we may cannot meet our clients for nine full months, you know, and what are you going to do? Mm. Mm. That's awesome. But by the way, for, for those of you who are listening, um, um, I think I've, I've shared it in the intro, but um, Edmund and Sindio, your partner, um, they are millionaire earners last year, right? And they, they are the top in, in the industry. And 
the reason why you know, I'm asking this question is because you want to be able to see what separates the top people versus the, the rest of the other people. And it's always the mindset. It's always how we think. And if you, if you think about it, like, like what they were thinking wasn't how do they survive or how do they, you know, they, they, how do they protect their income, but it was more towards hey, how can they continue to serve their client. And the other thing was that they planned for the worst. I remember actually, Edmund, uh, when, when the circuit breaker was announced, I was telling people, guys, we need to hope for the best, right? Because some people are still hoping for circuit breaker to end on May, right? It eventually got extended another month. And I was telling people, yes, we need to hope for the best, but we also must have the wisdom to plan for the worst. Totally agree. Totally right? agree. So, so walk us through what happened after that. So you guys okay, cannot say anything, but you guys want to continue to move on plans with the client. Uh, and then you guys start to explore different options. So, so walk us through how do you guys continue to help serve your clients? How do you continue to sell, sell the properties for your clients or even uh, clinch a couple of deals? So maybe I can uh, give you an example of this client that actually just before circuit breaker starts, we had uh, our consultations with them, you know, uh, advise uh, advise them on what they should do with their uh, depreciating property, right? So they they know that their property is already aging, and in year after year, their property prices are already coming down, and that's when they got us and we had a discussion before circuit breaker starts to evaluate what can be done with this current property, and they have a plan is because they are going to give birth soon. You know, uh, the, the, the wife is going to give birth uh, in time to come. So they, they want to get a bigger space. So because of that, uh, you know, time, you can't wait until circuit breaker to move, right? Yeah. You, know, you, you need to move forward with a plan and with their current property that is aging and depreciating. Yeah. So, and as we go into midway into the discussion, circuit breaker starts. <laughs> so we are unable to sell their property because we can't do physical viewing. And we cannot progress to help them to source for the correct property to purchase. Yeah. You know, which is everything starts. But what changes was, um, we know that for a fact, this family needs help. Mm. These families uh, are in a more derailed situation mm. because they have to handle their moving, they have to handle their kids, they have to handle a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So we, we, we move forward with the plan and give them the assurance that although it's circuit breaker, let us transit online. Mm. So everything has been offline, so we transit online. That means we have to start using uh, various ways of uh, online mediums, whether yeah. it's a webinar, you know, uh, Zoom calls, or even simple things like WhatsApp video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have to utilize all these technologies to help us and equip us with the right uh, technology so that our clients can still continue moving forward with their plans. Wow. Well, right. And that, um, just to clarify, that has never been done before. Well, has yes. that, been done before? That, that has never been done before. Uh, okay. the, the, the key thing is traditionally real estate has always been a people business. Yeah. Where people have to go to a place and, and visit a place in order to buy. Correct. Right. right. They, the, they have to see it. They have to feel it. They have to, you know, be there. Yeah. Uh, traditionally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this has been a huge disruption uh, uh, to how the traditional way has been doing, yeah. which I, I, I definitely enjoy this process more, if you ask me. So, yeah, so one, one, of the, okay, one of the most interesting thing was this. The reason why I brought it on is because your mindset is so different from other people that when, when the circuit breaker was lifted and uh, when we entered into phase two, right, for those of you who are watching uh, outside of Singapore, phase two is where Singapore government allows people to start 
you know, going out to restaurants and everything. And home viewing is finally allowed after like close to three months, two months plus, right? And when I spoke to Edmund, Edmund actually told me this. He said, uh, I wish it was longer. I wish the, <laughs> I wish the lockdown was. <laughs> okay. And, and that was interesting because I felt the same thing as well. Because I was crushing it. Our agency was, was doing even better. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's pretty much the same thing for you guys, right? Because, because the, fact that, um, the fact that people cannot do home viewing, it has limited all your competition, right? And, and, and you guys thrive in that space. So maybe walk me through, right? When you guys first explore into something like virtual viewing and everything that, that has never been done before, mm. right? What was going through your mind? Like, like <laughs> what, I mean, do you guys know that it was going to work immediately? Like, like how was it like when, when you guys first started? Walk me through that process. Well, I mean, I guess we have slight, some slight advantage and ben- uh, advantage on this because uh, we have been always adopting technology in our business. Mm. You know, it's just not to the extreme of replacement. You know, yeah. we, we did not replace like a, a virtual viewing with a physical one. We did not do that. But yeah. it was always an enhancement, meaning we're still using videos. We're still using, uh, you know, uh, creations of all this to send to clients in the form of mediums. But yeah. because of Circuit Breaker, we kind of replaced the entire physical viewing to a virtual viewing. So I, I guess one of the key things that we, we learned also during this process is it's never about the tools. It's about your system. It's mm. about your process. Mm. Your tools can change. The way that you meet people can change. But as long as your process and system is in place and is proven to be effective, any mediums it will still work. Um, got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so that's what that I, uh, we also learned, we also learned during this process that, I mean, we just changed, la. you know, put on the webcam, video call, uh, the process still runs as per normal. Yeah. Uh, of course, we lack the, 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 the physical touch. La. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're the same, but, but the rest are still the same. So, uh, so this transition actually allows us to have an additional um, should I say arena that yeah. we can propose to clients in future? Yeah, uh, we, we will not be restricted anymore. Yeah, so, yeah that's that's amazing. So before I, I touch more on that, right? Just wanted to ask, like, so what? Uh, if you if you do mind sharing or if yeah. it's not too sensitive, what was like the result? Do you guys manage to close how many deals or, or estimated how many deals do you guys manage to uh, clinch even when you know home viewing wasn't a lot? So during this uh, two months, we actually had uh, about. I think five or six deals done yeah. during this period. Actually, six deals. Six deals. Six deals, six deals that's, done. That's yeah, super so. awesome. Guys, if you're not, I mean, I mean, listen to these guys, right? While, while everyone is not doing anything, while everyone is uh, taking a break, they closed six deals when there was no home viewing allowed. Yeah. Okay, to me, I think that is super impressive. Uh, to even I being, I mean, to even believe it in the first place, to go and actually do it, right? That's impressive already. And then to actually be able to do it, Okay, when, when I think most people would say it's impossible. I, I believe it's always the first that is the most difficult because there's a lot of doubts. There's a lot mm. of fear that mm. can this be done? There's, can, can this be worked out? Will, will, it, will, my, will my system crash? You know, a lot of all these concerns will come in. Yeah. Uh, we, we too have the same thing. But we say if we never get the first one right, you'll never know what to improve and what to change. And mm. so once the first deal is done, you're like, this is not that difficult. Let's just continue, you know. You know? So, yeah. so it's a human nature, I guess. 
Yes, 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 yes. It's always the breakthrough, right? It's like you gotta just keep sticking it on until you hit hit the first one, correct, and it becomes correct. easier and easier. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, like, so what do you think is the, um, future? Because right now, you know, home viewing is allowed uh, already. I mean, obviously, you guys will probably be doing home viewing rather than virtual viewing. But how has this changed your business or, or thinking ahead? Like, how, how do you think the marketing landscape is going to change for property in the next maybe six months or one year? All right. Well, um, the, the online medium channel, is, is you cannot forego that, you know, although uh, property using social medias or online has still very young. I would say only in the maybe the last five, six years. Yeah. You know, but when I first started using online channels was like in the beginning of my business, which is like almost 10 years ago. You know, I, I believe technology will have a switch, have a shift in terms of how we do run our real estate business. Yeah. And the landscape for future, I guess this, I, mean, I always look at the, the positive part. Yeah. You know, what these two months has equipped property consultants, property agents like us is we are being forced to change. Yeah. You know, if you don't change, you'll be lacking behind and you'll be, you know, out of the market in due time. So yeah. the, the, the time actually forces a lot of people to adjust themselves to the online channel. Yeah. And, and but what, what, what I'm afraid of is that a lot of them after this will go back to the norm. Yeah. They will, so they, they, don't, they don't learn from it, right? They don't learn from it, they just go back to the norm. Yeah, they will, they will go back to the norm and they were like, uh, since I can do physical viewing, let's eliminate the total virtual situation, which my prediction is it will never go away. Yeah. It, it, it will be part of us for centuries to come. <laughs> it has to be, you know, the, 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 this kind of arrangement. And, and in the real estate uh, arena in the industry, we're already seeing quite a fair bit of changes. Mm. You know, uh, because right now, uh, even trainings, when we are giving trainings, it's no longer we need a physical room and we wish we, wish we have a limited capacity, we can just run a virtual event and we can just host 5,000 5, people yeah. you know, instead of the usual 300 or 500. Yes, totally. So, yeah, so, so the cost. Correct. Yeah. So the, the cost, the time, you, you know, you're, of course, you're at the luxury of your own place, your car, you can still watch it and you can still learn, which mm. tells me that the efficiency, the productivity mm. and the mm. time mm. is going to be greatly, greatly maximize yeah. in years to come. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I favored <laughs> all right, I favored this uh, circuit breaker period because it allows me to be more productive. Yeah. You know, I do not need to travel. I do not need to uh, you know, wait for car park loss and it, a lot of <laughs> lost, lost time. A lot yes. of lost time. Yes, yes, traveling from one place to the other place. <laughs> right, drinking coffee sometimes uh, and then chit-chatting for no reason. <laughs> Correct, correct. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we still need to have social life, but I'm talking about the business aspect, right? Yes, you know, yes. if I, I need five hours to complete a task versus uh, five hours I can complete four tasks, I would definitely want to do the four tasks in five hours. Ah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but this, but this uh, circuit breaker has been very challenging, yet rewarding in terms yeah. of the experience that we get. Yeah. yeah. So the landscape definitely will change. Uh, and we have to uphold this uh, digital world that is definitely, well, I mean, real estate has been very slow. I mean, I have to be very, very upfront. It has been very slow in adopting technology yeah. uh, into, into the business. So I'm glad Circuit Breaker King, because now the, the organizations are bringing their game up. Yeah. 
You know, they, they, they know they need to invest in certain tools, they need to invest in certain infrastructures, resources yeah. to make sure that this continues. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I think, I think one last thing to share also is also that we, we, want, we, we don't want to just use, um, that means right now, if let's say after phase two, we are able to do physical viewing, you know, and then you jump right into physical viewing, uh, that's not one of our strategy. We are still using a lot of online. Okay. And physical viewing becomes almost like a bonus. <laughs> nice. If you okay. need to if you need to do that, yeah. So you guys are still doing um online as well. Online yes, viewing. Definitely. We are we are doing a lot of online viewing still, uh, a lot of uh virtual consultations still. Mm. And if need to, then physical viewings will will yeah. come out. Yeah. In, in fact, I think that's gonna save you a lot of time, right? Because in the past, it's always like, okay, from the first meet is have to meet already. And, and that is a lot of a lot of back and forth, you know, traveling and wasting time. But like right now, you guys can kind of do a combination of both, right? Because you can meet people online first. Hey, they can view online first. I mean, it's also even better for the client. They don't have to uh, always go down just to see the stuff. They have to they meet, they see online first. If they like it, then they go down. Correct, correct. Right? And, and there's a higher chance that when you meet you, that there's already a, a, a more confirmed deal. Rather than hey, you know, meeting again, you know, traveling back and forth and whatsoever. I, I personally think that that's that's really awesome. Like even from a consumer standpoint, like because you know, I I when I go and see properties all the time, I'm traveling from places to places, and sometimes it's just that the place alone is just disappointing. But if I can do <laughs> virtual viewing first, you know, then I don't have to waste my time going down. Correct. So that's I interesting. Guess, okay. Yeah. So this is going to be the new wave of, uh, and I'm glad we we adopted this early. You know, mm -hmm. we are, we are not so scared of the technology or the virtual. <laughs> Uh, situation and I, I think one of the other aspect is consumers are use, are getting used to it as well I think that is the most yes. magical rewarding part that I saw I mean yes. for the longest time they have been like no 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 but this forces them to like I need this I want this so it yes. makes everything changes yes I, I have so much uh, to thank for I mean of course uh, you know all empathy and sympathy to, yeah. to people affected by the viruses the businesses affected uh, but I personally feel that this helps the world move forward with the technology that we already have. Like personally, you know, like having a Zoom call uh, with someone, it saves so much time. I mean, it's not that I don't like personal interaction, but you know, you gotta meet, you gotta meet up, you gotta travel, you know, you know, sometimes and you have so much to do in a day, it's just so hard, right? But uh, I've always been promoting people to meet online. And you know, my clients, a lot of my clients, they, they are not super, uh, uh, I would say they're not super open to the idea. Um, but you know, right now it's like everyone is have to meet up, right? I mean, in the past, even when I say, "Hey, let's meet up online," download Zoom, they're like, "What is Zoom?" Right? But now nobody don't know Zoom. You're right, you're right, so the adoption right. has has really picked up so much, and uh, I feel that that is actually better for the world because like people are moving forward and actually using the technology that's already available. The the fact is, no people do you, do you know people don't even know that Zoom has already been around nine years ago. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked. La. I mean, when they say, oh, this is something new, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they, they, they not in the loop of, you know, such technologies, you know. Yeah. Good. So, so just, to, just to sum it up before I ask you the next question. So basically for those of you who are listening right now, think about, you know, like the world's not going to go back to normal, right? Even though things are opening right now, whatever, this is a lesson uh, that we are learning. And if you don't learn from this lesson, what if the second wave come? What if something happened again? What if something similar happened again, right? Now it's all about how can we adopt technology and kind of like fuse it to, to your business right now. And if you don't do it, you know, um, you're really going to lose out because your competitors are doing it, right? People like Edmund, they're they the top 1%. They are doing it right now, right? So 
I think one of the, yeah. I mean, like our business mentor, Marshall Turbo, was sharing. Yeah. This is a structural change. Yeah, structural so change. Yeah. This structural change is going to be massive. You know, if, uh, if you are all in business and we don't yeah. adopt and embrace it, we'll be left behind and we can't catch up. Yep. So the yep. faster that we adopt and embrace it and change, you know, we'll be moving forward so much faster than the rest. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I want to ask you the next, uh, the next question. I want to take a step back and ask you basically the next question. Uh, the next question is more towards your, uh, more towards your own personal life, right? Because mm. I think what, what I'm very interested about whenever I interview people like you is that I'm always interested to find out like what causes you guys to have this kind of mindset. Because, okay. you know, like, like I, I like to mix around people with the top 1%. I like, I like to talk to high performers, uh, the people at the top. And the reason why, it's not that I, I'm looking down at other people. It is because I admire you guys. I, I feel that, you know, you guys think differently. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Right? So, we, we think differently, right? In, in a way, like, it's always, I, I feel it's always the mindset. It's mm. not about the resources we have. It's not about the family background we have. Because I heard about uh, your family background, right? So, which, which I want to tap into it. And, you know, to really kind of like figure out how do you develop this kind of winning mindset in the first place. So maybe you can walk us through, uh, especially the audience who do not know about your story. Yeah. You know, how do you start it in the first place? Like, was property something that you knew that you're going to do all along? Um, I heard that, you know, when you, were, when you were younger, you guys didn't even live in a, in a, in a, in a property that you guys own, right? And, and Singapore ownership, home, by the way, for those international uh, friends of mine, uh, home ownership in Singapore is very high. So to not own a home in Singapore, that means you are 90%, usually... 90%. 90% uh, home ownership, okay? So that means there are the 10% who do not own a house. Okay? That means usually you, you, maybe you are having some struggle financially whatsoever and you are the 10% of them. And so, Edmund, maybe you can tell us a bit more about your, your backstory and, and how you started. Like, like, why didn't you guys have a property of your own? What happened? Mm. Well, I mean, I, I guess it goes back to um, one keyword is wrong decisions or wrong advice given... Mm. Mm. Yeah, so when I was uh, younger, my dad, you know, who's the sole breadwinner in the family, has always been a business owner. And of course, if you've been a business owner, there's always a lot of opportunities coming out and property is definitely one of them. Yeah. So of course, due to one of the wrong decision making during that uh, financial crisis period, you know, uh, he lost all his uh, business and went bankrupt. And indirectly because of the wrong purchases of properties, mm. which which kind of, you know, uh, I was only about maybe secondary school time, you know, and uh, when you see a family crash down because of a, and you have, don't have the ability to actually help the family, mm. it kind of tore you apart. And seeing how, uh, I mean, I always look at my dad as a role model. You know, he's always been a, you know, Tauke, uh, everybody calls him <laughs> boss. Yeah, you know, Tauke means and, boss, okay? Tauke means yeah, boss. Tauke means boss. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I remember back in school when, uh, when, when the teachers asked me what is the occupation of your dad? Because I yeah. don't know what he does, man. So I only put <laughs> what other people call him. I just put boss, B-O-S-S. -S. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It's only later on that I realized, oh, he does this business, he do that business, you know? So it, it has always been, a, you know, like, uh, wow, my dad is a role model. My dad is so good. He provides for the family. Everybody calls him boss, you know. So he has always this upside. Uh, and of course, 
uh, I, I was never a good stu- uh, good student uh, back in school. So I, I <laughs> so so back in school, uh, I I can I, I can gladly say that I love school so much that I spent eight years instead of the usual six years <laughs> in in my eight primary years, school. Time. Eight years in secondary school. Primary school. A uh, primary school. Okay. Eight, yeah. oh, eight years in primary school. Yeah, for so for, for those who are watching or listening in, if you are in my era, then you know that primary school does go to eight years. Lah. Then you know how tall how old I am. <laughs> yeah. So so during that it was a it was a very huge um impact in terms of my self-esteem, you know, my confidence level, because you are the I don't know, maybe just one percent who cannot continue to secondary school and you have to be extended for another two more years. Mm. To, to finish up your primary school. Mm. So I, I, I guess during then, it was a hit in terms of my, correct, my, my own belief system, my own confidence. And that's when my dad, being, being a dad, you know, he, he knows that this is going to impact me for long, which is why I always uh, see him as my role model because he brought me out indirectly mm. you know, to expose myself to a lot of situations out there which is real. You know, help I started following him in his business uh, to tag along his drivers, you know, his employees and matter with things in his business. And that's when I actually see how he runs uh, the, 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 his business, mm. you know, how he see himself as a boss to the others and how he empathize with his employees. Mm. So that actually struck me that, hey, that, that is the first thought that I said, okay, no matter what, I will not work for people. Mm. So I had that uh, understanding very very young, very very. Young. I know I'm not going to work for anyone, mm. you know. Uh, and and so during then when my dad was kind of at his peak, so at one time we were moving houses so often. Basically, <laughs> I've stayed yeah north, south, east, west, uh, everywhere yeah. since secondary school. I yeah. practically moved like seven times already. Okay, and, and were those the bad decision that your dad made when buying different houses? Well, uh, part of it, part of it, okay. I would say. So, so we moved from houses to houses and, and I didn't know what he was doing. Basically, he was um, buying and selling, buying and selling multiple times. For us, we are so young, we just enjoy moving. Lah. Then, doing, we just enjoy that. But during the last, uh, last phase, you know, that's when we started realizing that uh, things are not as nice as we seem because we are getting older and we kind of saw certain things that eh, it may not be so right. You know, and that's when when the financial crisis came in uh, 09 especially, you know, um, everything came down. You know, he overleveraged. So it has to do with the structures of how our financing system works in the past. You know, uh, before 2013, 2009, there was no structures in handling speculators. You know, and we, and a lot of people are overborrowing from the banks to purchase their own property in Singapore. So I've done the statistics uh, before 2009, most homeowners are using close to 80% of their income to finance a property, which is ridiculous right now. Right now, we are hovering about maybe the 20 to 35% range, which is very 80%? Do you, do you just say 80%? Zero. So, they are, so if let's say you are earning $10,000, you are paying $8,000 for your mortgage, which is over leverage because the banks during then and MAS, they, we do not have structures to, to protect the framework of our borrowing and everybody just buys. So, so Singapore was still very young in terms of the property and the finance uh, uh, game, I would say. Yeah, so during then, of course, my dad being my dad, you know, 
he also over leveraged. So he was telling us stories that he can buy property with no money down last time. I was like, how do you do it? <laughs> I mean, we're still hearing it now, right? But yeah. yeah. So I, I'm always very sensitive <laughs> when it comes to you can buy property with no money down. I mean, I know how it works. Uh, it's not the safest. It's actually a lot of risk involved. And unfortunately, my dad was in that state. Hmm. Meaning he, he over leveraged. The banks was giving him more that he can chew. Yeah. And he bought properties more than he, he can sustain. And when the things came down, everything gone. Mm. So we have to end up uh, renting. And mm. It's not even a place that we can call our home because we have to rent it from our my, my, my dad's brother mm. you know, for a good five to six years mm. before we are old enough to start uh, having our own income to support the family and all. So it was, uh, it was very degrading. Mm. You know, imagine if you have been staying in condominiums, you have been staying in landed property, you know, three-story, four-story kind of thing, and then go back into a HDB, mm. yeah, which is a public housing, small house, everybody stays inside, and, and, and you, you're renting it, you don't even own it. Yeah. So 90% of Singaporeans actually own properties, Yeah. and we are, we are, we are the 10% who is renting. So when you go to school, it's like, you know, and you're young, so you feel like malu. You know, mm. lose face. You lose face. And and doing then, I mean, this one I have to admit, I do, uh, I, I do feel very unhappy you know, about my dad doing that. You know, there was a period, you know, I'm like, uh, why, why do you do this to us? Mm. So there was a lot of uh, resentments doing then of like, come on, mm. come on. You should do better. Yeah, he's a role model and then he came crashing down. But I couldn't understand then. You yeah. know, and when, when that happens, it also spurred me to actually go into entrepreneurship, to run mm. my own business, you know, to not do what he has done before. Mm. And I have brought the, the, the past experiences, the failures that I've seen mm. into my own business right now, even in real estate. Mm. Yeah, that you can never, never destroy a family mm. with property. Never. Because I'm the young kid growing up, seeing it happen to my own family. And and I wouldn't want to do that to my to my clients and their families as well. It's it's a no no. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that is one of the in a way your mission, right? Because and that's why you're in the property market because um, you are providing not just um, the experience that you have in property, but you know your your own background experience, your own childhood experience into uh, you know into serving your clients. Yeah. How long have you been in the property industry already? Uh, well, so. So this is kind of contradicting. So since '09, <laughs> okay. So when the financial crisis hit, uh, I came into the business. That means that means during that period when I came in, everything was a crisis. Everything yeah. was down, you know. But I I think I came in during then with the the thirst to really understand the ins and outs of property, mm. you know, because uh, of the past experience. I was like, it can't be done this way. Let's mm. figure out what is happening. And, and that's when I sold off all my other businesses to come into real estate mm. to really want to make a difference, you know, mm. in, in decision making and the clarity. I mean, what I realized is a lot of families in Singapore uh, or even investors, there, there's very little knowledge about real estate that they, they know. Yeah. And yet, a property is the biggest ticket item yes. we potentially buy in our whole life. But yet, we have so little knowledge on it. Yes, there's so little information. 
honestly, there's so little information. Like, like I think one of the things about Singapore is like, even let's say you're in the US, you can buy a few books to learn about a few things, right? Especially let's say you want to buy a property or whatever. You, there's a couple of books you can actually read. Like for me, I like, I like to read a lot of stuff, right? Uh, but in Singapore, you know, you, you don't really have a lot of like good information. I realized that I, I can't find a lot of good information. Was that one of the biggest struggle for you uh, when it comes to serving your clients? Uh, struggle as in the learning? Or not? Yeah, the learning, the challenges. Uh, what, what is, in fact, what is the biggest challenges when it comes to serving your, your clients in the property market? Okay, well, so for a start is uh, they know that property is a, is a, is a good asset. Mm. But they do not want to spend time to understand it. Okay. They just want to move quickly, you know, which is something that I will usually not handle. You know, they that means they are not my clientele. Because um the, the families that I work with usually uh we want to understand what are they getting in themselves into. Yeah. Before we even progress. You know, uh if a client comes in and say that I don't care the consequences in the next three to five years, you just give me a property, I will take a step back usually and say that okay. Shall we do this slower first? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. They, they know, but yet they don't know. I, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's always like that, right? Like, like not, not everybody wants, not everybody sees a problem. And if they don't see the problem, they don't feel the pain. Um, and, you know, they, they don't care, right? But I think you have, you're coming from a space of um, wanting to help people because of your past experience. Um, and you know, I like like you say, right? Buying a property is the biggest ticket item we can buy in Singapore. All right. Um, for for those, I have a small percentage of people who are not watching from Singapore. So okay. for those of you who are not in Singapore, in Singapore, a property can cost a small little apartment can easily cost you over a million dollars. Agree. Small apartment, like two three bedroom, uh, small apartment. How many square feet? Like normally? Uh, right now maybe seven hundred. Yeah. So that means what? Uh, what's the cost per per square feet? Thousand three to thousand four percent. So, so it's really expensive. Okay, so so like and and we have so many uh policies regulations around it that like if you buy a wrong property, you can get stuck for it for a long time. Correct, correct. Yeah, you can't just like flip it anytime you want because of again like because of all the speculative, uh, players in the past. You know, our government has put in all this kind of uh, measurement. So, um, and and that's the reason why you know if you buy a wrong property, you get stuck for it for 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 a long time. Uh, I think because that. I mean, I, I, I constantly ask myself, what if uh, whoever has sold the property to my dad, then had mm. told him that what are the consequences that could happen? Mm. He might have changed his mind to do a lot of other things. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the, the concern and the problem for most people is we want to buy something, but we never want to accept the consequences, mm. which is very disturbing. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I, I keep asking myself that like, if someone just advised my dad that these are not as good, but and let him make the decision himself, mm. wouldn't that be a better choice? Mm. That we all have options and we decide instead yeah. of just following and just do it, right? Yeah, yeah, so basically giving, giving information and empowering your clients to make the better to make the right decision, make better decisions, right? I think the better decision is something. We, we cannot afford yeah. in Singapore, especially. <laughs> One wrong mistake is going to, I mean, just recently, just a five years gap, all right, a, a wrong decision that one of our client has done five years ago resulted him in $90,000 difference of mm. losses. Just mm. five years mm. with just one wrong decision. So it's very scary if you put it into the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. I, I, I totally understand. Uh, totally understand that. Um, we are running slightly out of time. So I think I have one last question for you. Uh, what is your biggest goal? You know, be it personal or be it in, uh, the, in the business for the next couple of years. Well, the, the biggest goal in terms of business is really to, you know, pay it forward with the knowledge and the experience that I have mm. so that we are able to actually empower more families to, for once, actually know what are they getting themselves into in the property purchase, whether it's for your own stay or for investment, it doesn't matter. You know, we need to let you know what is going to happen. Yeah. I think, I mean, one of my target is uh, every single year to actually empower at least 150 to 200 families that I personally will speak to and advise them on their property matters. Yeah. Yeah. To, to let them see the, the, the light and maybe just by one change in terms of their decision making, it could actually empower and change the entire landscape of their lifestyle. You know, yeah. with just one change. And that, that is for the business side. You know, really is on the clients, uh, the families. We want to empower more people. Um, and, and we really want to share, you know, because property market cycle do change. You know, we, we cannot adopt a 10 years or 15 years ago strategy today. Yeah. And as it progresses, we need to constantly adjust yeah. our method and strategies. Yeah. 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 Especially in a very different, different world today compared to like what you said 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you can just buy a property. You can just buy any property, wait for you to go up, right? All right. Yeah, but yeah. today it's, it's, it's a very different world. It's really to let more families know where they, where their position is, their current situation and how they can, you know, go from this situation to a better decision, a situation in time to come. Yeah. That, that is very, very important at the current moment. Awesome. Love it, love it. Um, just final thing before uh, we end this call, um, how can my audience find you, right? And, and by the way, guys, um, you know, Edmund is one of the best people that you can find uh, when it comes to your property matters. Um, and I, I mean, personally, I, I recommend him. And uh, I mean, that's also one reason why we work with him. We, we don't just work with any client. We choose the kind of clients that we work with. Uh, and, and Edmund is definitely one of the best in the game in Singapore. So maybe Edmund, you can just share a bit uh, where is the best place they can find you. Well, we do have, uh, we're actually on all social medias, you know, okay. uh, even on uh, Facebook, if you want to search for us. Actually, all the social medias, Facebook, yeah. uh, YouTube, uh, even Instagram, you can just search Singapore Real Estate Insider. Okay. You know, Singapore Real Estate Insider. Yeah, because we want to transform all family owners into real estate winners, you know, adopting yeah. our real estate REI method. Yeah. That is exactly what we want to do for everyone okay got it so uh you guys can look for edmund and uh also uh edmund's partner Cindy, um by searching for singapore real estate insider we're going to put all the relevant link and uh, uh link to their social media platform whatsoever so if you guys need to look for them you guys can actually look for them in the description we're going to put the links in the description for whatever you're watching this whether you're listening to this on a podcast or you're watching this on youtube uh you'll be able to find links to find edmund um, from in, in the description itself. All right. So thank you so much, Edmund. I really appreciate you, you uh, joining us. Thank you so much. And thank you, uh, listeners, uh, people who are watching this for, um, uh, for tuning in. And uh, if you have gained something so far from this, let us know in the comment section. Uh, if you are following our YouTube, every week we are picking, if you are subscribing to our channel and you are commenting on our channel, every week we are picking two lucky winners 
uh, to give them a free copy of the Traffic Secrets book. We pay for the shipping. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe our channel, like this video, and comment on, uh, comment on this video what is your biggest learning. And we will pick two lucky winners to win the Traffic Secrets book. Thank you so much, Edmund. I really appreciate uh, the Thank time you, today. Bro. Thank you for joining us. Thank right. you for inviting me. All right, cheers. Hey, this is Gabriel again, and really quickly, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Story Impact Show. I hope you have enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Don't forget to drop me a review on iTunes, and your comments will help me greatly in creating more killer content like this just for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all my content, upcoming podcasts, events, and much more, please jump onto my website at www.heygabrielwong.com.